It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. Russian attacks continuing to target civilian infrastructure in Ukraine and causing widespread blackouts, cutting off water supply to some areas. This all happened as people were commuting to work or school. Over a dozen people were killed. Things are very fluid on the battlefield. They're very loud. There is a war grinding on. And once again, the civilian population here is paying the highest price. This is the Fox News Rundown evening edition precise personal powerful is america's weather team in the palm of your hands get fox weather updates throughout your busy day every day subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts Explosions across Ukraine earlier this week in what appears to be retaliation from Russia after Ukraine damaged a key bridge used to supply Russian troops in Crimea. President Biden, what do you think about Russia targeting civilians? Brutal. It's, it's just it's, it's beyond the pale. We're also learning that Russian troops may have been torturing prisoners. The Russian military says they are only targeting the Ukrainian military, and it's simply not true. We have Fox News foreign correspondent Trey Yinks on today. He is still in Ukraine. We saw with our own eyes today in the capital of Kiev, a location that had been hit with a Russian missile earlier in the week. And it was next to a pedestrian bridge where people were walking their dogs and riding bikes. Right now, the Russians are stepping up their offensive against Ukraine. They're losing territory on the battlefield. And there's more and more pressure on Russian President Putin to make decisions that make him look good internally. And that's part of the reason you saw what could be compared to as a show by the Russians. This was not a significant military victory. They did not hit any critical military infrastructure. They murdered 19 Ukrainians in the process, but it was not a military victory for Russia. And that is what the country of Ukraine is facing right now. And it's part of the reason they are calling for more air defense systems from the West. Yeah, absolutely. We've had reports that Russia has been using not only missiles, but drones also. Have you been hearing anything specific about drone attacks? These are drones that are carrying munitions and striking civilian areas. Yeah, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said following the attacks that Iranian-made drones were actually launched from neighboring Belarus. And that some of them were shot down by Ukraine's missile defense systems, but others actually hit their target. And it's an extremely concerning escalation because... The Ukrainians have more trouble dealing with drones, and it also is an indication that Belarus is getting more involved in the war. And so Ukraine was aware, the public was also aware, that these drones were purchased by Russia, but it's the first time that we've seen them used on the battlefield at such a wide scale. And so there are a lot of questions right now about what happens next and the firepower that the Russians actually have to keep up renewed assaults on cities like Kiev or Kharkiv, Ukraine's first and largest second largest cities. Those questions will eventually be answered when the Russians react to the ongoing invasion and they, and they continue with what is an illegal annexation of Ukrainian territory. But Ukraine sees this as an opportunity to continue asking the West, specifically the United States, for more ammunition, for more artillery units, and most importantly this week, for more air defense systems. 
Let's talk about that territory. Russia has annexed four regions of Ukraine illegally, by the way. But with this Ukrainian counteroffensive, Ukraine has actually been able to retake some areas that were previously captured by Russia. We understand that you recently toured one of those areas. Can you talk about some of the things that you saw, some of the people you spoke with? Yes, we were just in the Kharkiv region, a region that was partially controlled by Russian forces this time last month. Most of the region has now been liberated by the Ukrainian army, and we were in many of these villages, towns, and cities that had recently been recaptured. A story that we have out today details the torture that Ukrainian civilians were put through by Russian troops when they were in the town of Izum. We went into the basement of a jail, and you could smell the urine and feces and rotten food in this jail in a cell that had very little light and local residents say they could actually hear the screams of those ukrainians as they were being tortured from across the street and it just gives you a sense of how dire the situation was during the russian occupation and what ukrainians are facing in areas of the country that have not yet been recaptured we were also in some villages near the front lines in the eastern part of the Kharkiv region just a mile or so from russian troops And in the distance, you could hear those fierce artillery battles raging on. And as we spoke with one woman, just a few hundred feet from where she was standing lay the body of a Russian soldier, because that position had been recaptured by Ukraine just two days prior. Things are very fluid on the battlefield. They're very loud. There is a war grinding on. And once again, the civilian population here is paying the highest price. We're speaking today with Fox News foreign correspondent Trey Yanks. He's in Ukraine, which has been under both missile and drone fire the past few days as Russia steps up their attacks. We'll have more for you on the other side of this. Trey, have you come across any Russian military equipment that was left behind? We had reports that a lot of these Russian vehicles are marked with a Z. What is the significance of that symbol? Many people have looked into the significance of the Z symbol and what it actually stands for. Vladimir Putin, the Russian leader, has not come out and formally identified with the symbol. But you're right. Many of the Russian vehicles do have this symbol. And the Ukrainians explain it in the way that it has appeared on the battlefield, as the swastika was in the 1940s. And we're always very careful when comparing World War II and the current conflict that's taking place in Ukraine, because there are many differences when you look at the amount of people that have died versus World War II, when you look at the atrocities that were committed during World War II. But there are different atrocities being committed in 2022. And one moment that stood out in our reporting, we were outside the liberated city of Kupiansk just a few days ago, and beneath the Russian Z symbol was the body of a Ukrainian civilian. And that's a more accurate emblem of this gruesome war because that is what the Russians are leaving in their wake. And it is, once again, what the world is investigating as what are very clear war crimes and will be tried as such eventually. And the evidence on the ground that we have seen, not only in the east, but also outside of the capital of Kiev, the Russians firing on civilians, the Russians torturing and pillaging areas that this time last year were living peacefully. 
Now, Trey, you were in Ukraine in February when this war began. You've gone back a couple times. You're there again. I know you have a lot of experience covering wars. We had you in Afghanistan during the American withdrawal there. But how are you holding up this time around in Ukraine? What's it like being a reporter in this war zone, especially with these renewed attacks? There are fantastic journalists from around the world reporting on the ground in Ukraine. And we just stay focused on our role here, and that's to let the world know what's happening. Obviously, this is a different arena than any other war my team or I have covered in the past, but it's an arena that we have come accustomed to. We are prepared and ready for the risks at hand, and we understand that we do have a job to do, and that is to go to these places that we just returned from, for example, in the eastern part of Ukraine, and gather the stories of the people who live there, gather the evidence of the war crimes that are taking place, and then let the world know what's happening. So we're very focused on that, and we're motivated to keep reporting on the ground. Well, Trey, we appreciate your efforts over there because the world does need to know about this, especially when you're talking about torture chambers and the like of that. I mean, these are things that we don't hear about every day, but we need to. So we appreciate you. Trey Yanks, Fox News Foreign Correspondent, thanks for being with us here and taking some time on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.